Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Another Grace Party here, Growing in Grace. Mike Kapler, my name, Joel Brzezinski with me once again and uh, heading into another new year, another year of Growing in Grace. Hey, Joel. Hey, what's happening with uh, Cap at the end of the year? You, <laughs> you mentioned a Grace Party, and uh, this is what it's about, man, partying in the Lord. <laughs> well, it's a celebration. It I is. mean, day in and day out, we can... I, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words, I guess, as to how you describe it, but it's, it's day by day, it's a celebration. And why is it day by day? Because the Bible says we are renewed day by day in Christ. So, you know, we don't have to, don't have to worry about all the junk that gets in the way. Knowing where we stand with God kind of humbles you a little bit, I guess, to, to realize what God did for us. And, and I feel sorry for those who, who haven't heard this message, which is why we are doing our little podcast here, Joel, Joel our, our little corner of the world where we can um, hopefully attract some attention where, where people will come to help them understand what the truth is and to be able to walk in that. Yeah, that's right. You know, walking in the truth, being free in the truth, knowing knowing the truth and being set free, as Jesus talked about. Jesus was talking with his disciples, and he, he said, well, he said to the Jews who believed in him, who believed him, and this would be true of uh, any of us who believe in him. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And that's a, that's a wonderful promise from Jesus. And uh, we take a look at this, you know, if you abide in my word, which people often take that to mean, well, you got to read your Bible all the time. If you abide in my word, you are but disciples indeed. But that's not really what he was talking about there. You know, Jesus had talked about the tree or him being the vine and us being the branches. And that's a natural relationship. It's not like we're struggling and striving to try to abide. I got, I'm abiding. I'm abiding. I'm trying so hard to abide in Jesus. It's nothing like that because a branch doesn't do that. A branch naturally abides in a vine and, and the life of the vine naturally flows through to the branch. If you look at a tree, look at a grapevine, look at any plant where you've got some sort of a, you know, a tree trunk or a vine and then branches coming out of it. Sometimes you can't tell the exact point where the tree ends and the branch begins because it's all one. It's all made into one. And so that real quickly about abiding, it's not a struggle or a striving type of thing. It's just we do. We abide in him. And here's the thing. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Now, we've been looking, Cap and I, uh, up uh, some of the words uh, that Jesus was talking about here. So you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. We'll discuss some of that today. Great illustration there because you as a branch, you know, cut yourself off from the vine and try to bear some fruit. Mm. <laughs> it's not going to be very good fruit and uh, it, it's going to lead to death, of course. So that's why we, we abide in the vine and, and we are all part of the same tree there, even though, like you said, Joel, that the, the branch by itself uh, means nothing. And, and you hear people say a lot of time, well, the truth will set you free. That's not entirely true. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I crack it's myself up sometimes. <laughs> but uh, you shall know the truth, and then the truth will make you free. So having that knowledge of the truth, and I'm not just talking about 
going to seminary and getting knowledge. Uh, I'm talking about the, the truth here, not just book knowledge, but heart knowledge of what the truth is, and it will set you free. So I'm looking this word free up in the Greek, and it blew my mind. You know what free means in the Greek? It means this, to make free. That blew me away. <laughs> wow. I mean, wow. Let's wow, meditate you know, on that. talk about a revelation. <laughs> but it goes on to say this, in all seriousness, uh, to set at liberty from the dominion of sin. And I found that interesting. And where this word originates from, I believe it's pronounced uh, eleutero, where that word, that word free, where that word originates from, it goes on to say this, Joel, it comes from the word that means freeborn, one who is not a slave. Some were born as slaves, at least, uh, you know, once upon a time. Uh, One who ceases to be a slave. And then it goes on to say this, uh, not bound by an obligation in an ethical sense, free from the yoke of the Mosaic law. Born free. <laughs> oh, sorry, that just freeborn. <laughs> I just had to do it. But we've been made free from from the dominion of sin. Wow, look at that. You know what you just read about what that word means. And if we follow here, what Jesus was saying to these people who believed him, they answered him and said. We are Abraham's descendants, and we have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Now, listen to Jesus' answer here. He says, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin, and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. And so there's a contrast here. A slave doesn't abide in the house forever, but a son does abide in the house forever. And uh, if the son has made you free, this is Jesus Christ. If he's made you free, then you shall be free indeed. And that is what he's done for us. We're no longer slaves. You know, we might commit sins here and there. We might do things that we don't want to do. And we might refrain from doing things that we really should do or whatever, you know, that that we would want to do. But the son has made us free from all of that. And that is awesome. And uh, we I go from there to Romans, because I think Paul is talking about exactly this thing, the way that we became free, the way that Christ made us free, talks about how our old man, that is the old us in Adam, was crucified with Christ, was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, uh, that we should no longer be slaves of sin, for he who has died has been freed from sin. You see, so many times I've heard this verse preached, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. I've heard that preached as, you need to stop your sinning, you need to stop yourself from being a, a slave of sin, and you need to be a slave of righteousness. But it says, he who has died has been freed from sin. And that's what happened with us. We were crucified with Christ. We died with him. And we have been made free from sin. And uh, so the verse goes on. There's a lot of good stuff in there. The passage goes on. Likewise, you also reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that word reckon there means count it as true because it is true. It is true. Reckon yourself to be dead to sin because it is true. In other words, believe it, that it is already true, and that will help you in your mind and in your soul. That will help you to be free in in the freedom for which Christ has set you free. Yeah, I think people read these without having the knowledge of the gospel, (laughs) 
mm-hmm. uh, without having understood their identity of righteousness in Jesus Christ. And so they, they automatically see the word sin or sins and, and they assume from an action standpoint, you know, from a verb that we, we shouldn't be entangling ourselves with individual sins, which, which is true to a point. But to, but to get to the point that we're, we're trying to make here, sometimes, as we've discussed here on, on recent programs, sometimes when you, when you're talking about sin like this, it's talking about the condition of sin that we inherited from Adam. And this is what we have been freed from. Obviously, you know, we as individuals still struggle from time to time with individual actions. And, and, you know, temptations and those sorts of things, but we've been freed from sin. So I'm trying to get you to see it from the perspective of a sin condition, not just individual actions of sin. But you talk about tying things together with what Jesus said about knowing the truth and the truth making you free after what we looked at that, that word free in the Greek. And then come over here to Romans 6. If I know sometimes you're listening on your iPod or something like that. So if you were driving down the road listening to us, just remember Romans 6. Go back and check that out and compare it to what Jesus was talking about regarding knowing the truth and, and having the freedom that the truth will bring. And then take a look at some of the stuff that, that Joel was just looking through. It's, it's really incredible. And Paul does go on to, to exhort the believers. You know, it's one of those things, if I could put it in Mike Kampler language, having said all this, now, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey its lusts. And so he goes on to encourage them, you have been set free from this, and now you can you can move forward from here with the life of God in you. You can begin to dominate instead of sin dominating you. Right, exactly. That whole mindset changes everything. If you think of yourself as a slave to sin, if you don't reckon yourself to already be dead to sin, if you think that you're still a sinner, uh, just this dirty, rotten, evil sinner in God's eyes, then you know why not just obey it? Because there's nothing you can do about it. But here, Paul does exhort them that it's already true. You've been set free from sin. Reckon it as true. Count it as true. And that mindset, you know, knowing the truth, that helps in in every way in us you know overcoming the lusts of the flesh because the the flesh is there the flesh is always going to be there as long as we're in these bodies that's just true but that flesh isn't who we are and we don't have to obey it we could choose to obey the lusts of the flesh or we can choose to reckon ourselves as already dead to sin and reckon ourselves as having the true identity of of righteousness and grace and and peace with god and all of this that we already do have and uh, the more that we, you know, set our minds on that type of and, and have that type of a mindset, the more that we'll be able to overcome uh, some of those things. So, but but the basis of it, the root of it all, is knowing the truth of the fact that we died. Whoever has died has been freed from sin, and uh, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with Him. That uh, passage says. So that's good news all the way around. Yeah, and Paul, because Paul goes on there in 6.14 of Romans, for sin shall not have dominion over you. Why? For you, you are not under law, but you are under grace. Where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. And I know people sometimes get the wrong impression when, when you hear uh, something like that, even straight from the scripture. And, and people ask Paul the same thing. Are you saying that we should sin more so that grace may abound more? When Paul, in large part, was talking about, again, the condition of sin and uh, the increase of sin under the law. Remember when we talked about that a few weeks ago, that, that the commandments actually caused sin 
to increase. Mm-hmm. And that blows a lot of religious minds away out there. But uh, even though sin at one time did increase under the law, through grace, grace will abound much more. And that's why Paul said, you are not under law, you are under grace. And that's why I'll never understand, Joel, why some people might suggest that you, you got to be careful about that grace stuff. You don't want to preach too much of that or you'll get people out of balance when uh, that's just uh, one of the craziest things I've ever heard. Yeah, it is. I, I agree totally with that. And it, Well, you know, here we are. We're uh, heading into a new year. One of the wonderful things about a new year is that it, you know, for many people, it is a time of renewing the mind. It is a time of realizing that all things are new and of refreshment. And as we head into this new year, uh, coming up next week, we're going to be talking a little bit about you know, the name of our podcast is Growing in Grace. We get that from the words of Peter. Well, what does that mean? Does it mean that we become a stronger, better, or or more moral person? Or does Peter have something else in mind with that? And, and could that mean something different uh, that has more to do with the renewed people that we are in Christ? Being less and less dependent upon our own strength and sufficiency and more and more rooted and grounded and and having more of a trust in God's sufficiency in these things. Coming up next week, we'll talk about some of that stuff right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.